Hello, hello, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Ham Roche, and here on this platform, we are men having men, <laughs> helping men being able to be able to redefine greatness through service. And so through these conversations, we have so far throughout this month of June, have been having some great discussions, some powerful discussions to be able to make sure that we are helping men. And so throughout this month, we've been talking about um, or talking about stories, the father's story. And so we've been throughout this month of June having these discussions. I've been bringing people on to be able to really dive deep into these combos. And tonight we are going to do uh, the very same thing. But tonight's going to be a little different because tonight we're actually going to dive into my story as a father. And so I'm very excited to be able to share this with you and share this conversation with you, dive deep into this. Um, I'm, I'm going to try my hardest not to jump on here and be crying and, and all of those different pieces of that. But what I do want to make sure that I am doing is sharing this story. So before we dive in, before we go any deeper, I want to make sure that you are making sure that you are following, supporting, helping this podcast, because I believe that this podcast is already effectively helping people, helping men in different various of ways. And so be for this to continue, you, I need you to continue to not only come on and have the be a part of the conversations, but make sure that you be nice to somebody else and share it, share the conversation with them. But if this is your first time listening to this conversation, do me a favor and make sure that you subscribe. If you're watching this live on any of the platforms, do me a favor and let me know, hey, this is my very first time in this uh, family, greatness family, and I want to make sure that I acknowledge you while we are on. And so I'm, again, excited about this. Make sure, again, that you share this. And if you are ready and excited about this conversation, like personally I am, I need you to do me a favor. And let's get ready to dive in. You ready? Let's go. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing with Anchor. I found that I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to Anchor 
dot fm to get started. Now, Anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot fm. Welcome to the team. All right. So again, my name is Hiram Roche, and today we are going to be really diving deep into this conversation, talking about a father's story. Uh, one of the things that I love to be able to really love and, in, and dive into is I'm just one of those people that love documentaries. I, I love learning about people's story, um, love learning about um, what the ins and outs, the ups and the downs that people go through. And one of the things that I realize in learning people's story is that I'm able also to be able to see and learn not just about their story, but things that I can be able to do. I, a long time ago, I learned about this context in reference to when it comes in reference to our experiences, that sometimes we can go through experiences and learn from those, but we also can be able to learn from the experiences of other people. And so today, what I wanted to do is because throughout this month, this month of June, has I have focused in on dealing with and looking at men and fathers, um, I, I thought that it would be uh, applicable. I thought that it would be a, a nice gesture, a nice thing to be able to now have a conversation and share with you my story. Um, I've been honored to be a father of two sons. And so, you know, for those that have been watching, those that have been following, those that are part of the Greatness Tribe, you know already that, you know, you've seen, got a chance to meet my mom. Uh, you got a chance to be able to hear and talk to and listen to um, my dad. And you've learned and seen throughout this story that I was raised as a single um, with a single parent um, in a single parent home. I was raised by my mom. And one of the things that end up happening when um, after I got married and as I, um, you know, as I got older, when I got married, when it was time to be able to have our first son, um, personally, I was terrified. Um, I remember the day that my wife sent me down to be able to give me the news that uh, that we were about to have our first son. Uh, we had waited about five years. We were leaning into almost six years of our marriage at that point of time. And I remember when she sent me down and she told me. And initially, yes, I'm excited and, you know, all of those things. Um, but then there were other questions and other pieces that started to come up within me that, I personally didn't think or did not know would be an actual problem. Um, and so I, I don't know if you are watching or if you're listening and you might be one of those people as well, like myself, where sometimes when you hear certain news that you have been waiting for, that you've been um, in anticipation about, that sometimes what ends up happening is when that moment comes, now there's other questions and other things that start to come up and not about what you were excited about, no, more so what it is in you. And so that's some of the things that end up happening with me. When I when my first son was born, his name is Juwan. And when Juwan was um, about to be born, and we, she announced to me and shared with me that we were, uh, that she was pregnant, not we, but she was pregnant. Um, what ended up happening with me was I was, I got a little, a little scared. I started to ask certain questions and started to doubt within my own self some things. And some of the things that I started to doubt in my own self and asking different questions was, was really like, hmm. 
am I ready for this? You know, questions and doubts of, you know, will I be a good father? Um, again, I was raised with just my mom and um, she did not remarry until I was almost about 15 years old. And in between those times, yes, I've spent time with my father and yes, I had different men that were around me and different men that were a part of my life that were some form of example. I had my godfather, which has been on um, on the page or on the, on our, on the podcast. I've, um, I had my uncle. Um, with, you know, Pastor Charles Tedder, or as I would call him, Uncle Pete, I had different men like that, that were examples for me of what a father does. But the reality was that no matter how much time I spent around these men, I wasn't in their house on a day to day where I was able to see how do you deal and how do you function in reference to as a father. And so in my mind, when, when, when Jawan was about to be born, Again, my my fear of me not being good enough as a dad started to pop up. Um, then the questions of, okay, can we, you know, how can I make sure that I'm my family's going to be good? Is, you know, is this going to be okay? You know, is this going to be okay? What, you know, started questioning all these different things. And then I started to question some other pieces within my own self. Not only will I be good enough as a father, you know, but then it was, you know, but what if I mess up? What if, you know, um, what if I can't give him everything that I want him to have? What if, you know, uh, me being an only child and raised as an only child for so many years, you know, I don't want him to experience the same things I, I experienced. So, so I started going through in my mind of questions of, okay, what things do I want to make sure that my son learns? And what things do I want to make sure that I pour in? Um, and reality of this is, is through these moments this stuff that I'm sharing with you, I don't even think I had the time or did speak or communicate with my wife about. Um, these were things that I was internally feeling uh, in the preparation of doing this. Can I protect him? Will I be able to be that thing that he needs? Um, and then I started to have this question and statement that I used to make to myself is I'm going to be for him what I did not have. You know, I, I want to make sure that he has everything that I didn't have. And sometimes, you know, we go through that mindset and then we in that process of thinking and in that process of going through that, sometimes we think about all the gifts or all the things that we can be able to provide and, um, you know, all the stuff we're going to buy them and, you know, all of these different aspects. And so I remember when um, when he was born and, you know, we were in the hospital uh, and, you know, just the excitement of um, our first child together, our first son. And, and through that moment, through that moment and through that time of, of being there with my, with my son, um, I felt the emotion of just gratefulness. And I realized in that moment that some of the fears that I was dealing with in the, in the entry of even before he came had nothing to do with him. It was things that were revealed inside of me. And being very honest, I think I even went through that same pattern or more when it came to our second son, Isaiah. Um, I, 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 I knew that these were going to be two men at one time of their lives. 
jobs. And I wanted to make sure that I was the best father that I could be and the best man that I could be. And, and I answered this specific question to my own self when it came in reference to would I be good enough? Would I be good enough as a father? Will, you know, will, will I be, you know, being able to not only be good enough, but making sure or wanting to be able to give them everything that I did not have? And um, and as a parent, again, I've heard this so many different various of times with so many different people. And but what I came to realize is that I was already giving them something I did not have. And that was me. Um, not per se, just me as a father and then me, me being able to be in the house with them and uh, me being able to have a day to day where I give unto show them and teach them different experiences and life lessons through through life experiences. But I was able to give unto them something that I could probably never get. And that was me. And that was me with all my experiences. That was me with all the things that I struggled with. That was me with the lessons that I have learned throughout my time and tenure. Um, when we had our first son, I was still in my early 20s, um, you know, got married very young. And so it was a lot of different things that I was able to, to teach both of our sons um, because of those experiences. Now, when, you know, when uh, Jawan was born, I, I had these doubts and these feelings. And sometimes being very honest as, as, a, as a father, as a husband, as a man in general, being, there are moments in time where I have still questioned, um, am I good enough? There are moments in time where now because they're getting older and uh, we've been able to start seeing more and more of their personalities come out, you know, it's, man, I, I wish I would have dealt with X before it got to them. Um, so prayerfully, they wouldn't have had to struggle with that. You know, uh, with our youngest son, our second son, Isaiah, specifically, he is so much like me. Um, he's so much like me, you know, energetic, um, a very big heart, uh, you know, very compassionate, um, all of those different things. He deals with his temperament, his anger, and all those pieces. And some of the struggles that I see him going through are things that I know that I went through. And, you know, sometimes we hear the statement of like, oh, you know, uh, the, you know, the you, when you're, when you're a parent, now you're going to get this very thing that you gave unto your parents. And so um, in some sense, it's like, man, you know, now I'm feeling it, but I'm looking at it also in a different lens. I'm, I get a chance to be able to see my son's struggles, both of my sons and their struggles and moments. And, um, and sometimes as a father, being a person that wants to protect them, uh, you don't want to overprotect them where you don't, where you protect them so much from life that they cannot experience and they don't know how to deal with different things. Because the reality of it is, is I understand that my job as a father is to protect them, is to show them how to deal with different struggles and deal with different circumstances. But at the same time, sometimes... I want to protect them from the things that I wish I would have overcome 
before they came, before they, you know, before they were born. I wish I could have dealt with and conquered my temperament. I wish I could have dealt with and conquered some of my own personal fears. I, I wish I could have done those things. And sometimes looking at my sons as, as you know, um, I see my godmom on here and, you know, She's saying I'm doing a great job, but there are moments and times where, where I doubt myself, where I doubt, um, have I been a good father? What if I would have made different choices? What if I would have had different decisions? And um, what if instead of being afraid to be myself earlier in my life before they were born, maybe maybe I could have been a been a better example or a different type of example in their lives. And maybe our lives would have been different than they are. Maybe, you know, maybe if I would have overcome some of my own personal fears, um, maybe if I would have been able to uh, learn how to express myself or whatever, all these different questions come up in my own self. And, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I just really, at the end of the day, just want to be good enough as a father. Um, you know, some of the moments where um, I have questioned or doubted myself in those areas and or had like a very horrible day um, at work or just a long day. I, I One of the things I love and I still love because I still get it from my sons um, is I would come home and through their excitement, they would run to me and come and love on me. And um, it would feel like some of the weight of the world was falling off. But but as a as a father, sometimes I have chose um, to not express certain emotions around my son. And for years, I would do that. I would hold in times where I would um, didn't want to show them that I was hurting or didn't want to show them that I was sad. Um, you know, I wish sometimes when I am frustrated about something or, you know, something didn't go, you know, per se as I would like it to go, um, that I would have made different choices and or being able to hide those things, you know. But there are moments where you cannot as a as a parent you cannot hide certain pieces from people that live with you and know how you flow and how you function. And surely as sons that are watching you and, um, and wanting to emulate you and, and, and you are literally their example of what this, what this looks like, they're watching every form of my movement. And, and over the years, when, even as they grew up, um, those moments where they would just love on me. And, and for those that know me and my sons, um, they know that, you know, my boys love their dad and, uh, we have a good time together. We laugh together. We spend time together and all of those different pieces and, um, and trying to, you know, show them how to do this thing called manhood has been so trying, um, and so difficult. Because the reality is, is even though um, I'm currently about 38 years old and um, and the reality is, is I still don't know what that picture of a man looks like um, because the reality that I'm, I'm continually learning 
is that that picture looks different for every man. You know, some men are, you know, they're very masculine, very strong, you know, willed or th their personality is bent a certain type of way. Certain other men, they are totally different in dynamics. And, you know, it's just so many different variations of men. But for me, I, I want to be able to show them how just to be them. And sometimes it's difficult for me as a father to be able to give them the tools and the things that they need to be able to balance this thing called life. When sometimes, honestly, I struggle with it myself. Um, you know, some of the men that not all, but some of the men that were examples for me in my life. Um, and these are the lessons and the things and the tools that are in my tool shed for me to use to be able to teach my sons how to do this thing called life. Um, majority of them, I didn't see them cry um, or, you know, uh, do certain emotional type pieces. And so teaching my sons this thing called balance, um, allowing them to be able to know that it's okay when you are hurt to cry. It's okay when certain things happen to be able to express your emotion, teaching them, um, be, you know, trying to teach them it's, a, you know, the beauty of communication and being able to communicate how you feel in the moment. These are things that personally I struggled with all of my life because I'm I was so much um, an introvert in some sense. You know, um, I, I would rather suppress it because there were people around me that wasn't communicating like that. They weren't telling you how they felt about whatever. They wasn't showing you or sharing with you how you, your, you know, what where they were when it, when it comes in reference to their feelings. There was it was certain things that I was not taught to be able to do in that certain way. Um, and again, the the, the picture of that. I found out later on was like, dude, no, that's not how that life goes. Like you have to get this thing out of you. And if you don't, it's going to bottle up. It's, you know, for me, I, I would bottle up my expressions, bottle up my anger or bottle up how I feel until it was a moment where then it was like, boom, you blew up and now you're frustrated, shut down those type of things. And so I wanted to make sure that I taught my sons the importance of expressing yourself, uh, the importance of being able to be comfortable being you, um, the importance of as a, as, a, as, a, as a person, not just as a boy, as a male, no, but as a person, when you're making decisions, make sure that the decisions that you're making is not because you're trying to do something to please someone else, or you're trying to do something to make sure that you fit into some form of mold or some form of click, but just be yourself. And in you being you, there will be people that are gravitating to the person that you are. You don't have to change um, in some sense your personality to be able to, to find somebody else. No, be you, be, be the authentic version of yourself because that's who you were created to be. That was who you were designed to be. And, and if people find that beauty that I see as a father, they if they can if they can see the love that you have and the 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 peace that you have and the thing that you have for people, if they can see all of those different beauties that you have within you, they will gravitate to you. And so trying to teach them these things, in reality, these were things that I struggled to do. 
um, you know, being raised as a uh, as an only child, there was certain pieces that I that I taught myself how to do. I taught myself to try to be the person to fit in. And, and I felt like as even as I was younger, and I know so many people probably struggle with this, but as I was younger, I felt like the person that I was was not going to be good enough to fit into whatever group or circle that I wanted to fit into. And, and so I felt like I needed to change to become what they needed from me. You know what I'm saying? I, I needed to change to fit into these different molds and into these different shapes and different pieces. And so in me doing that, I literally found myself becoming uh, what some would even call and consider a people pleaser, trying to please different people. But in the res in the pursuit of trying to fit in, I was losing who I was. And so I'm, I I've been trying over the years as a father to teach my sons the beauty of just being you, um, you know, being able to make sure that they are comfortable and who they are um, has been a struggle because again, I'm still growing and trying to be comfortable in my own. Um, you know, trying to live as a father um, before my sons is probably um, sometimes some of the strongest or hardest things to do because it pushes you, you know, being a father pushes you sometimes to get out of your own feelings and get out of your own, your own thought process, mindset, mentality, because you understand that there is, there is somebody behind you that is looking to you for a direction of how their life should look. And in that, in that reality and in that understanding, I have tried over the years to be able to watch what I do, how I say, how I approach situations and how I deal with certain conversations and um, how, how, I, how I react to certain things that sometimes is wrong. I mean, just plain out wrong. It ain't nothing, <laughs> no, no other way that you can be able to say it. Sometimes it's just wrong. And, you know, trying to be that example for them sometimes is difficult, but not just as a father that sometimes is difficult, but even as being a husband, because the reality is that the way that I treat their mother, my wife, is the example that they have of how they treat women. And there is something that I share with them or talk with them, you know, surely if there is a situation that, you know, they did something that was just, you know, they got in trouble in some form of way or whatever. Um, and they did something that I know for sure, you know, it ain't one of those things like, you know, I told you to do that and you didn't know. It's something I know for sure you did not get from me. Like you did not get from this house. You were not taught that at all. Um, one of those things. And what I have chosen to do is in those moments, my first conversation with them is, son, did I do that? Have you seen me do that before? Have you seen me 
treat that person like that? Have you seen me communicate to the people like that? Have you seen me do this? And the purpose of me doing that is because I want them to use me as a template. Now, the reality is, yes, as any father, any father would have this heart. At the end of the day, I want my sons to be way better than me. I want them to outdo me in every single area of my life. I, 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 I want them to be not only the greatest father, I want them to be the greatest husband. I want them to be the greatest friend. I want them to be the greatest businessman. I, so many, I want them in every area of their lives to be better than me. And because I want that so badly for them, I want them to be able to have the greatest experience in life. Um, man, I did not. I want them to, I want to make sure I, I pour so much. And, um, and sometimes I pour, I pour so much trying to make sure that at the end of the day, my sons would never be able to say a question if they were loved. They would never be able to question if they were good enough. They would never be able to question if they are man enough. Um, you know, I'm, I was reading this book, um, currently reading this book, and one of the things that you know it talks about in this book is this guy is just really sharing his heart and. He's talking about how his relationship with his dad and at the end of the day, he he he's secure in understanding that there was certain things that his dad confirmed within him. But even as he is, you know, I believe like 20 plus, almost 30 something years old, he's he's comfortable in understanding that because of the thing that his dad poured into him. And for me, um. I want to be able to make sure uh, one of my, I, I don't want to say favorite quotes because it's not one of my favorite, but it's a quote context that, that I love uh, from the movie Black Panther. For those that have seen it and watched it, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a portion where um, the, the son, Black Panther, was able to go see his father. And He's talking to his father and he's sharing with his father his fears. And as he's sharing with his father his fears, his father says to him, have I failed you as a father and making sure I have not prepared you for my death? And my heart has been that God has blessed me to have two sons. And I wanted to make sure, and still do, I want to make sure that my sons are prepared for life. There are certain things I understand that they're not going to learn or know, and or I'm not going to know that I need to share or teach them until as they as they continue to grow and get older. I understand that perfectly fine. But what I also understand is that I want to make sure at the level and the place that they're at, in their life, that they're able to know what they need to know. They're able to get the understanding that they need. They're able to get the tools that they need. So if or when life happens, 
um, and I'm not able to be a phone call away. When life happens and you're not able to come and just visit me because I'm no longer here, you have the tools that you need to live life. And so I push myself, but sometimes I question, you know, is the way that I'm going about it the right way? You know, as is me showing you you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. No matter how you feel, if you're hurting, if no matter what's going on, you just keep, is that the right example to be able to show them? Is that the picture that I want them to have? Yes. I want them to be passionate about whatever they do. Yes. I understand that going after a goal or going after some, a dream or a desire of yours cost. Sometimes it sacrifices time and um, it sacrifices certain, you, you have to give up certain things to achieve the things that you want. I understand that. But sometimes I question Am I teaching them certain things the right way? Am I teaching them to keep going even when you're hurting and you'll heal in the process, which reality, sometimes that's not truth. Am, am I teaching them right in certain times where I'm wanting them to express themselves and I'm wanting them to communicate themselves? And for anybody that knows either one of my sons, they're very open when it comes to our our conversation. And they'll be like, but dad, you know, you don't talk. <laughs> we know you're frustrated. We can see that you just hold it in. So why are you sharing or telling us to be able to do something in this aspect that being very transparently honest, you're not doing it consistently. You're not doing that like that. And going through these processes like this is just has been one of those things, I know that I'm growing continually as a father and I don't ever want to stop being honest. I don't ever want to stop growing and developing because one of the things I realized is that every season of life is going to be different. It's not only about age. Sometimes it's about seasons. Um, my oldest son right now, he's 10 and this year will be turning 11. And I understand that in different seasons of his life, he's going to need another type of teaching. My youngest son, he's eight, turning nine this year. And I understand the same thing with him. And I understand also that both of them, I cannot teach them the same way, even though it might be the same type of lessons, but they're learning. So their learning experiences are going to be different because their personalities are different. And I understand that. But I also understand that because there's different seasons, that means for me, I have to continue to grow. And for the father that might be watching or listening and you might be saying, man, listen, I, I hear what you're saying and I understand how you're feeling. I understand the pressure of being a father. I understand the, the, the pressure of not wanting, you know, wanting to be able to give them your best. And sometimes you wanting to give them your best, you know, sometimes you sacrifice so much. And sometimes in that sacrifice, you feel like later on down the line that you might have sacrificed their time. Um, I want to encourage you as well. 
And sometimes in me, I'm learning that sometimes I have to just forgive myself and make adjustments. As long as I have time as a father, I can forgive and make the adjustments. If I see through my season that, hey man, this last season I, I did too much. You know, not I'm not talking about I did too much work or no, no, I did too much. I was I was moving and doing so much over here that I was not dedicating time and pouring into my family. Because at the end of the day, I'm their example of what this is going to look like. How I treat them, how I treat others, how I treat their friends, how I treat people that we see on the streets, how I respond and react to situations, how I treat their mom, all of those things are things that they're learning from me. I'll say this. When I thought about being a father, when I, I thought about the experiences that I wanted to give my children as a father, at the end of the day, yes, I wanted to provide. Yes, I want to make sure that they are protected. Yes, I want to make sure that they are secure in who they are. Yes, I want to make sure that they have a clear understanding of their relationship with God. Yes, I, I want them to have an understanding about scripture. Yes, I don't want them to be religious-minded even if we have religious ritual, you know, rituals that we do going to church on Sunday or certain things like that. But I wanted them to be able to have a foundation. That's what I wanted to have, give my sons at the end of the day. And thinking about this now through this conversation, I think I can honestly state and say, I haven't done it perfectly. And I'm not done. It's not like I'm going anywhere. I'm not done. Haven't done it perfectly. But I can say that I've done it. I've I've made sure that I've protected them in situations. I've I remember when my oldest Jawan, um, who was who was dealing with asthma real, real bad when he was younger. And I remember when he had his first major asthmatic experience and it broke me to my core um, because I really thought that I was going to lose my son. And um, I remember when I got the phone call and Immediately, I wanted to jump in the car. I wanted to rush to the hospital because he was at home. Um, I was at work and he was at home with my wife because he wasn't feeling good that day. And so he was at home with her and he couldn't breathe. So she's rushing him to the hospital. I'm, I'm, she makes the phone call, lets me know. And I'm crying. I'm weeping because... 
I'm scared and terrified that I might lose my son. I get to the hospital. And when I get to the hospital, my wife says, he's been calling for you. Where is my dad? And in that moment, I realized how much he needed me, how important me being in his life is going to be. It's not just these moments of when everything is going great and the experiences and the things that he's going to have. At the end of the day, my son's are looking for me just to be there. I couldn't change his situation. I, I couldn't change the circumstance. I, I couldn't do none of those things. But just me being with him made the world for my son. So if you're a father, I don't know if um, you might be a father that your children are still in the home with you, or you might be in a situation where your children are older and they have now gone and done life. I would dare you, push you to take the time just to tell your children that you love them. Take the time to allow your children to share with you, really being very transparently honest, what you have done for them. And in those moments, it helps us because sometimes as a man, and I'm only speaking for me, I can't speak for every man in the world, but sometimes as a man, I doubt my own self. And sometimes I doubt, was I good enough? And through those conversations that I have had with my sons, they allow me to understand that you're better than you think. You're doing a great job. Now, I have two big boys that enjoy just being in my presence, jumping on their dad, laying on their dad, spending time with their dad, kissing on their dad, playing games with their dad, allowing their dad to talk to their friends. Just wanting to be with me. It's the greatest feeling in the world. So thank you for listening spending this time with me, being a part of this conversation. And I pray that through this conversation, it has spoke to you. It has touched you. It has inspired you. Because truly, greatness is service. And this is what we do best. Continue to be great. Continue to be the greatest person greatest version of you that you can be and always continue to learn and develop the person that's within because that is what's going to be remembered more than anything else you've ever done. I love you all family. Talk with y'all next time.
And again, continue to be great. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I pray that this conversation was impactful to you in some form of way. What I want to make sure is that not only are you hearing and learning this information, but that you're taking the time to apply something, some nugget, some some piece that you took from this conversation that you can say, I can apply this for my life to be better. I want you to continue to be with me and make sure that you're with me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next time, right here on the Focus on Greatness family. Bye-bye.